Hello, and I'm Rick Wharton. Thank you very much for joining. Appreciate you doing the intro there. I've got a weird thing about never doing that. Yeah, I don't like adding to my jobs, basically. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on this one. This one, we are going back to a Patreon pick, which I promised and promised we would finish. So I've drafted in Adam to help us finish up uh, The Innocent Man Part 2. And fuck was this dark. How are you doing anyway, Adam? Uh, I was doing all right till I watched this. To be honest with you, Ricky, um, yeah, it's dark, isn't it? Yeah, I got I got thirty two minutes through this, and I got a phone call from me mate living in Turkey, and he goes, "Ricky, did you hear the news?" Now I assume he's about to bring up the fact Newcastle is seven games unbeaten. He didn't. That's not what he brought up. He mentioned that uh, nu- uh, Russia's nuclear weapons are now on high alert. <laughs> yeah, I've got that as well. So I was kind of like, so do I need to finish the documentary or not? Was kind of me feeling honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm hoping for a Red October. That's what I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens. Red October. Was that? No, I'm thinking. Is that Sean Connery? Yeah. So the hope for Red October is the film about the submarine. But Red October is the Russian Revolution in 1917, where they overthrew right. the Tsar and all the, uh, the higher uppers. It is a thing. I think Putin's going to see that shit coming. <laughs> That's my opinion. That, that nutcase doesn't seem too trusting of those around him. No, he does not. Um, there's loads of protests going on out there at the minute. St. Petersburg, Moscow, uh, the next, all them places. Um, but they're all just getting their heads kicked in. Fucking fair, fair fucking play at them going out and doing yeah. that because uh, that's a risk. That is a risk, mate. Honestly, they, uh, they're a different breed in Russia. Uh, my mate was telling us that uh, apparently any Eng- I don't know if this is true. All mine is hearsay. If you want to hear about a Saudi takeover, which they, you, you, you're talking to an informed man, this this current conflict, I, I'm hearing it from fucking people across the country. I don't know what's going on, but um, apparently any English citizen can say they want to help in Ukraine and they're like basically allowed to go and join the effort yeah. over there, which. Um, Millwall fans, now is your chance to get in Europe, lads. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see a picture the other day of, um, what's the team out there? Dynamo Kiev? Yeah, Dynamo yeah, Kiev. So there was a picture of them um, two days before the invasion in their football jerseys playing a game, and now they're all in battle fatigues holding rifles. Like the whole team. Well, I've just been told, and I'm going to look this up the minute we're done, that the mayor of Kiev, being a fan, you may know the answer to this one. Yeah is Vitaly Klitschko, yeah. and there's footage of him shooting down Russian aeroplanes with Stinger missiles. Yeah. Now, I don't know what's going on in the world. I just didn't want to get the flu again, which I think I have actually got again. Well, both uh, both Klitschko's and uh, um, Usek, let be Anthony Joshua, are both they're all on the front line fighting. There's a picture of uh, Vitaly just loading up machine guns like he's army <laughs> commando. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is going on in the uh, world? Mate, I mean, no, we no, got to get. We listen. All I'm saying, right before before the whole world collapses, you end up in a fallout bunker. Sign up to the Patreon. That's thirty extra episodes you can check out. Why is it down there? 
This week, Deliveroo started coming to the northeast. A little bit chuffed about that, and uh, not not disappointed. I moved out of London. I'll tell you that right now. No. Oh yeah, you told me about your uh, Deliveroo experience the other day. Was it the roast dinner? Oh, I, I wasn't even going to bring that up, Adam. <laughs> yes. Wasn't even going to bring that up. <laughs> All right, then. So Toby Carvery, right, is finally on Deliveroo in the northeast. So we're like, fuck it, we're going. Right. Here's what I ordered. I had a, a three bird carvery or whatever, three meat carvery, uh, with an extra portion of what was it, pigs and blanket, and uh, a fudge cake and custard. Now I got delivered mashed potato and a fudge cake. Now I was fucking devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Right, now I'll ask to ring them up because I was too emotional. <laughs> and I'm there in the back while Mush is on this phone this poor last year in Washington telling her what we've got missing. And I'm going, I had the pigs in blanket as I'm eating mashed potato aggressively. <laughs> Mate, honestly, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than getting an order mixed like wrong. Like, just... It's terrible. It's like... Well, I would say it's the worst thing ever, but we're about to talk about something and uh, the stuff going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, World, world War Three is currently yeah. happening. But I tell you what, I was looking forward to some fucking gammon. <laughs> 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 if I can't speak me truth here, where can I speak me truth? <laughs> I was looking forward to some gammon. What? Did he give us fucking Yorkshire puddings? Like, I would have talked to the guy on the line, right? Who put this in a box? <laughs> Peas. Mashed potato, peas, and carrots. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you sound like you need to take a deep breath. <laughs> nah, I'm currently on it. I'm on an adrenaline high. I think, I'm hoping not. I hope it's just a cold. And since it, I, you, you tell if you do uh, lateral flow tests um, that you will test positive for a couple of months after you've had it, which I did have yeah. COVID in December. So, yeah, uh, I'm 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 just happy to be doing something. I've yeah, mate, it's good to be. Um, I did. Uh, it's good to be back on the show because I did bond with Matt. Oh, was that any good? I never listened to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was good. It was uh, about the crack epi- the crack epidemic. We got terrible feedback on that one. Right, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised. Even crackheads were annoyed. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you very much for uh, for joining us on this one. Anyway, Adam, so since we did this a while ago, I was cheeky. I got you to watch episode one, then episode two. Could you give me a quick breakdown of like a few bullet points of what's going on episode one in case uh, people are jumping on at this point? Right, okay. So episode one. Um, this is for the influx of Adam Morrison fans we're going to get. Yeah, here. it's at episode one. Oh, sorry. Just quickly before you start. Right, uh, I don't know if uh, we've mentioned this on any of the other mediums, um, but Adam, there is another Adam Morrison in Kent that's a comedian, and I just had to call you via uh, Messenger, yeah. which we never talk on Messenger, so I had to search for your name. I just hit video message. I didn't want to be another guy that says, oh, sorry, I was looking for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Because that must be a pain in the arse. I've got a name that sounds like a successful comedian's name from the northeast, and that was even, you know, a little bit of an issue for a time. 
but uh, yeah, I was just like, I didn't want to see that face go, oh, fuck, uh, he's got hair. No, not you, the other oh, one, yeah, bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what, it would be the, he, he would have texted me and it wouldn't be the first time he's done that, so it would have been all right, it would have been cool. It would have been funny for me. So, right, first... All right, sorry, first, recap of episode one, please, Adam. Basically, John Grisham's written a book and it's his only non-fiction book and it's about these murders in Ada, Oklahoma. Uh, it starts off 1982, uh, a young 21-year-old girl, Debbie, someone breaks into her house and murders her, but does other bits as well. Yeah, it's like the Manson family-esque, isn't yeah. it, that crime scene? It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, so then they look at her and they've got, um, don't look for us or else written. I can't remember, is that written down? No, it's not. That's written down on a, on a table, but for and else is spelt wrong. It doesn't fit on the table either, though, does it? So they kind of got a. Ra- I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to to pick out on someone's personality, but the spelling must have been an issue for these yeah, people. And then um, I can't remember. I, 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 do you know what? I did take the note of the name, but they put they write some bloke's name on the back, and uh, one of them's Billy Charlie, and the other one's John something. Uh, but they've both got alibis for the night, so they're not uh, they're not done. A couple of years later, uh, eighty four, Denise gets kidnapped out of a, was it, like a, a petrol station, like a 24-hour petrol station, isn't it? Yeah, she was working there, if I'm not mistaken, and people see her leaving with two men. Yeah. That, that, that rings but they didn't, um, they didn't think anything weird of it because they looked like two lovers until there was three of them and there was two nephews and the uncle. They pulled up to get some cigarettes and some change for a poker game. Walked in there, there's nobody in there. They called the police, next thing you know. She's gone. It's, it's weird you include that. It's just like, all right, I'll do the documentary, but I want them to know that we're degenerates. Uh, I was going to gamble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the the two blokes, well, there's three blokes. Sorry, the three the three blokes are they've got a sketch artist down at another shop where they're acting weird, and the woman called the police. So they they've done like a sketch artist composite of these people. So you only got two of them, um, and then they arrest these blokes, Tommy Ward. Um, and Cole now Fontenay Fontenay Fontenayring yeah that sounds yeah. right now Cole Font uh, so Tommy Ward is I don't know like they're weird in the interview it's like it's like they're on drugs or something do you know what I mean the way they're talking yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like this is they're spaced out they don't know what's going on and then that Cole Fontenot is... Is that, the, is that the, one of what I would call a really slim head? Yeah. Like, basically, he's a, he's a Forrest Gump sort of person. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, low intelligence okay. and stuff like that. Beaten by his dad, and his dad done like had a farm and done some horrible things in front of him with the animals. Um, I don't know what that stuck with me. That made me feel sick, actually. Um, so anyway, these two get caught, and then they start just spilling the beans of what they did to this this uh, Denise. Turns out um, there's another bloke called o- Odell Titsworth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so, and they're blaming everything on Odell Titsworth, saying he'd done the first cut, he'd done this, he'd done that. He started off doing the, the other bits, and then they finished it, and then by the end she was dead. And then they buried her in a house and set fire to it. Now, it turns out Odell Titsworth couldn't have been at the murder because he got beat up by the police and they broke his arm the night it happened. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was in hospital with a broken arm. 
imagine when the copper comes through. Chris, you were stamping on me at the time in question. Like, <laughs> and yeah. So then, what they deduce is that Tommy Ward was the bloke who instigated it all, and Cole would just do whatever he wanted. But basically, when he was describing it, because he couldn't live or believe he could do it, he was blaming this uh, Odell for it. So whatever he was saying Odell was doing was what he was actually doing. You know, it cuts to the end and there's Tommy Ward in prison as an old man. He's been in 33 years and he's saying, I didn't commit the crime. And then it goes into episode two. Yeah, yeah, that 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 scans. Um, and fuck me, does this pick up episode two? Yeah. Um, thank you very much for the recap on that, because yeah, I remember episode one being bleak, yeah. and uh, it doesn't get a whole heap happier in episode two. And and a through line is the mother of I want to see Debbie, Debbie's Debbie's mother. Uh, it's, Debbie's it's, mom's every Peggy. time she talks, Peggy or Pepe, Peggy. Peppy, they yeah. call her. Don't they? they call her Peppy. Every time she talks, it like takes like four points off whatever level of happiness I'm at. Yeah. It's it, it's heartbreaking to see her. She's real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was watching it, I, I turned, I paused it and turned to the wife and said, "I could sort of handle it or get like eventually come to terms with it if it was a car accident or natural causes. But if something like that happened to one of the kids, I don't think I could ever ever get over it. No, and, no, your life's done. Yeah, and it's just every splinter of this throughout this episode could be its own documentary yeah. is, is another thing of it every it's like eight making a murder is slammed together so far from it this is uh i i from some of the suggestions we've had from this uh patreon member that uh, suggested it i i can see why it was up her alley <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this is this has got a fucking lot to talk about in this one so um it kind of starts off right it's got this oklahoma Tourist in like come to Oklahoma video going. Yeah. Look at our fields. We have cows in Oklahoma. Yeah. And it it just reminds us that we've I've got this VHS and I'll never forget it because it was before VHS boxes were the size of the cassette. Yeah. When they used to make them like they would fasten into them and be much oh, bigger. Big box. Yeah. And it was like that, but for Flamingo Land. Come to Flamingo Land. <laughs> And we watched it. It was like a 1987 video. And I remember watching it before we went 10 years later. And it was like, you know, it would show you the parrot riding the bicycle. And then you go there and the parrot's now got, you know, a 20-a-day fucking nicotine yeah, habit. it's on a crutch with a fucking bandage around its wing. <laughs> yeah. It's just Krusty the Clown of parrots. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, it, now, now it begins. So, as you said, last one ended with Tommy Ward. Yeah, Tommy Ward. And now it's his, it's his recount of what went on. And he goes, um, so I come home from buying my mother cigarettes and money and getting her money for gambling. I, I, I'm making that up. I'm just assuming they're all like that. Yeah. But, and the, the mother says, the police have been here. He says, well, what on earth for? He says, something to do with the girl that went missing. He's like, well, I've got no idea. Will you take me down to the station? And they go to pull off the drive and the police pull up and nab him. Which that's got to be scary because it's like I was going to the police station. Like, yeah, sure you were, Tommy. Here you get. Yeah. So then, what got me is that. So you in the first episode you saw the interview, and they're like, it, it, like we said, it seems like they're high on drugs. They're confessing to it. But before they go to that interview, he's interviewed by the Oklahoma Bu- uh, State Bureau of in- Investigation. Now the bloke who runs that. If I was an American cop, that's who I'd want to be. Cowboy boots, jeans, cowboy hat, jacket, shirt, and tights. You know what I mean? That's, like, straight out of an 80s movie, that gets up. 
That's the hard one to be. But he's going, no, I didn't do any of this. I did do that. I wasn't there. All that. Like, going, I don't know. In a different kind of timbre to his voice as well. Like a completely different idiolect. He seems like, you know, not wrecked when he's talking. Yeah, Yeah, he Um, he seems like, uh, yeah, it's normal. Not um, under the influence. Yeah, definitely. And it's his recounting of it. It's just, would you come down to the station, look at the composites? Uh, and again, if you've seen Making a Murderer, the stuff that happens with composites and how things can be distorted. I mean, composites scare the shit out of me. It's, it's basically the blank face, thick eyebrows and a beard. Do you know what I mean? Like me and you. <laughs> We're done, mate. Like, We're done. <laughs> I, I, you could be done for a murder I fucking do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. They didn't say he was six foot seven. <laughs> Did he talk about the Newcastle takeover during the robbery? He didn't. All right, it was the one from Kent. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. The bloke from then Kent he... talks about the Newcastle takeover because that's all he's talked about for the last six months. <laughs> What's it? It's a comedian called Adam Morrison. All right, we'll get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, it's um, yeah, totally different. But he's... no, but so sorry. They they take him for the composite, uh, and they they're showing him pictures, and then immediately go, "You did it, didn't you? You did it. You did it." You see, he did it. Murderer says what? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they just, they just hammer it home constantly. Yeah, and he keeps saying, "No, no, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do it." And then, um, yeah, then it just gets weird. And then he starts talking about a dream. Where is oh, this? The, right. so the, okay, like have I jumped forward a bit? I don't know. I think that's all part. No, of no, it. no, no. Just I, I'm just having it. Like I wouldn't tell a close friend about a fucking dream I had. No. Never mind a dream I had about a missing person. Yeah, so all right. I, the dream was, I can't remember the beginning of it, but in the, so there's a bit in the car where there's a bloke kissing a woman in a, in a truck and he goes, if you don't like it, go home. Who is the agent from Entourage, by the way? Yeah. Uh, if you look yeah, at yeah. that guy's face, that's that. Jeremy Piven. I didn't think that. I thought, <laughs> Jesus, his career's taken a slump. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's washing mud, like, it looks like, um, you know, if you go down the beach and you get like, that black, wet clay on your hands. Do you know, that sort of colour yeah, yeah. stuff, like he's washing that off his hands. And he's telling them that, and I'm like, that just makes no sense. Why would you even say, like, why would you say that? Like you said, I wouldn't even say it to, like, I wouldn't even say it to the wife. Oh, I had a weird dream last night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think it's time, because they say he went in at 10 in the morning, and then at yeah. 6, they record him talking about the dream, yeah. and then release that to, like, the press as a confession, which is fucked. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but I when I've done the nine to fives, like if they're at six and I'm meant to leave at five, I'd I'd admit to anything to get out of those places. Oh my! Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, like, yeah. I I get that one thousand percent. What's that? Who stole the staples? Yeah, me. Right. See you later. <laughs> do you know what I, mean? I just <laughs> want to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, shopping, I needed to get a suit for a funeral by like after three hours. I'm like, listen, I'll wear a fucking clown suit, yeah. please. Just let me go. Let, let me go. That one, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the dumber dumber one. Come on, let's just get that out of there. So then, so after the dream, I can't remember what, what happens after the dream. I've got to go through my notes. Well, he, he, after the dream, we meet a guy called Pasta Bad Wolf. Oh. <laughs> Bud Wolf. Not Bad Wolf. I've read that. Vicar Bud Wolf. Yeah, and I'm looking at my mum. I'm finding out my mum going. Why have you named me Adam? Do you know what I mean? Why can't I be Bud Wolf? Because that's such a cool yeah. name. Yeah, there's a, there's a comedian in Ken called Bud Wolf just like sighing of relief there going, <laughs> oh, thank fuck. 
I can actually have a domain name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put every single one. But the first thing you see of uh, Pastor Bud Wolf is he's carrying a gun. Yeah, carries a gun while he's in church. Oh, yeah. Five in the clip, none in the chamber because, you know, consciousness is my uh, morals. Yeah, and he says, uh, I've thought about this a lot. I would shoot someone if it was in self-defense. But I'm against capital punishment. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. But I get that. Like, if you're, um, yeah, self-defense is self-defense, isn't it? But oh, I get what he's saying about capital punishment because, you know, there's always stuff coming out later down the line where you're like, oh. Because there was, there was a case over here, wasn't there, where they, they hang someone and then a few years later they found out she was actually innocent. Was that Yeah, was that the one that overturned it all and stopped yeah. it? Yeah, because you got you got to be right on the money with capital punishment. There can't be no... And I think things like this prove that because you can't trust confessions entirely. Yeah, but not only you can't trust confessions, but you also can't trust... But these district attorneys, all they want is the conviction. They're not really bothered if you're innocent or not. That's what it comes across like. Especially when it's a high profile. The minute there's pressure on them to get something done. And it's... It's something that they're they're hopefully working on because I've seen a lot of documentaries involving like the Innocent Project uh, and people like that. But police officers are trained to obtain the confession, not the truth, and yeah. there is a big disparity between that. But then he, he so he quotes the Bible. He goes, it even says in Matthew two twenty two that you know an eye for an eye. It's just like. People with guns are only concentrating on the redneck proverbs. Do you know what I mean? They know six proverbs. Like, uh, it's bad to be gay. It's Ari to shoot someone. <laughs> like, yeah, they never give a fuck about not eating pork on a certain oh, no. day yeah. or, or how to treat someone's goat or whatever else is in the fucking Bible. There's like six things they remember and yeah. harp on well, about they, it. They, they do that, yeah, an eye for an eye. You know, we've got to do an eye for an eye. But they never go, an eye for an eye. If everyone done that, the whole world would be blind. Do you know what I mean? They never go that. They always miss that little bit out at the end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but wasn't it Jesus that said, uh, turn the other cheek? He went, nah, but he never asked his dad before he said it, so I'm shooting the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, turn the other cheek, unless, you know, you know, you don't, you don't want to know that really about me. And then it goes back a little bit through the history of it, like uh, Debbie Gordon missing, uh, Tommy Ward's arrest, and the police say we knew who did the uh, Debbie Carter murder, but we can't do anything about it. Yes, because they haven't got the evidence. Now, this yeah. is when, I, I don't know, like this, this geezer that they picked up for it, um, this is for the Debbie Carter murder, which isn't it, which is first. Yep. So Ron Williamson? It's like a, Ron Williamson, Dennis Fitz. Yeah, Dennis Fitz. So Ron Williamson. Now these all, all those guys is these two. It's their own fucking documentary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first ten minutes of this, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you um, give give your opinion. But like the, their backstories are just like Jesus wept. Like in a, in a nutshell. Like you you crack on. What yeah. what if your take on it there, pal? So right. So Ron Williamson. He is from a very young age. May, uh, maybe high school is pipped to be the next Mickey Mantle in baseball. Like, he is meant to be mustered at baseball. Gets into Oklahoma A's, which I think is one down from Major League, is it? The A's? Uh, single A. I think that's where you go before the majors. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's something like that. So he's in there, he's killing it. And then all of a sudden he gets um, into 
drink, drugs, women, partying, all that stuff. Ends up doing his shoulder. Ruins his shoulder. Uh, gets Goes to rehab. Thinks it's better. Injures it again. Goes to rehab. Comes back one more time. Injures it straight away. And that's him. He's done. He's out of Major League. Now, this is... Then he's obviously on a spiral of... Mm-hmm. I would say depression because he had the world in his hand, do you know what I mean? To be the best in the yep, world. Yep, yep, yep. The best in America, I'd say the best in the world. They're the only people to play it. But yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just like... it's just like Yeah, America. Yeah. Learn how to play cricket, a real yeah. sport. It's, it's just rounders <laughs> on steroids. So... <laughs> So he could, it actually is. Yeah. It actually is. And they give you yeah. with, with all the steroid cases coming out of baseball, it actually yeah. is. And then, uh, so he then goes and gets arrested for forcing himself on two women. One in Oklahoma City. I can't remember what the other one is. Sorry, I forget what the other one is. But he gets found not guilty of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So then they pick him up because they're like, well, he's got previous. And then he end, it turns out he only lives something like 10 houses away from Debbie. Yep, yep, yep. And I, when I first saw that, when you see that bird's eye view, and went, well, he's not doing that bad because he's living in this like little suburb area, you know, and he goes, oh, no, he lives in his mum's shed. You go, okay, he's a killer. <laughs> like, you can't, like, if you think you're going to fuck a Major League Baseball, you end up in your mother's shed. That's 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 just like a, a psychotic brick. That doesn't ex- excuse anything he's fucking done, but that is a huge red flag that this guy did it 100%. Yeah. And it's just, if he just had a friend that came to him and said, look, I, I know it didn't work out in baseball and the the shoulder injury, it was the worst look in the world, but you just have to shave the moustache off, mate. you got to get rid. you got to get rid of that moustache. Yeah, and that fucking mullet thing that you've got. Oh, the collar. It's the collar of a killer. Yeah. The collar yeah, of I a killer. Know. He's got all the characters. Like stereotypical trademarks of a killer. Do you know what I mean? The moustache. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, the backstory. If he's in the bill, he's in for one episode and it's not hard to convict him. <laughs> he talks about the female copper's tits in the interview. <laughs> he's... Oh. But then there's loads of other things in there. So he's in the nightclub, I think it's called the Connell Club, uh, having an argument. She's out, like, this Debbie and him are having an argument at the bar, or they're chatting at the bar. This bloke walks past, she grabs him and says, can you save me? So he takes her for a dance. Yeah, this the, the eyewitness, yeah, not because she's arguing with Ron Williamson, is from what I took from that. Yeah, so she's arguing with him, he takes her for a dance, and then um, that's the end of it. And then later on, there's the Carpenters, uh, Terry and Chris Carpenter. Mm-hmm who are driving home. As they're driving past, they are out of the car park, they see Debbie in the car pushing a man away, which we're guessing is this Ron. Um, it's, it's not said it's Ron, but he's pushing him away. She gets in the car, drives off, and then it goes into this um, Fritz plug. Yeah, the Fritz bloke, fucking hell. Like, so he was a teacher. Like, when he said a teacher, he went, you're fucking what? He was like a square guy, yeah. regular career. And then his missus gets murdered in like the most horrific, like Christmas Eve yeah. by a neighbor who asked to use the phone and then abused their daughter who was left in the room with him. Yeah. She says she's going to call his uncle and he comes back and shoots her through the window. And that just, 
again that breaks him yeah. that absolutely kills um, Dennis Fitz yeah. I mean he was a loving like he was a loving father a good family man as soon as that happened he couldn't do anything he couldn't look after his kids his, the kids had to go and stay with their grand and then he just drifted didn't he job to job yeah. not been out and then he ended up in uh, Ada and then hooking up with Ron yeah and this is all cut together with interview footage of them uh, the Ron interviews a fucking harrowing to watch. It's his laugh so, that gets me when he's laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like I've got that nervous shotgun laugh. Do you know? Like yeah. I, I laugh at what I'm saying halfway bef- between saying it. So if you were like, yeah, they got Rick Wharton down in custody. I'm like, <laughs> what? I say what? And I would look so fucking guilty, like unbelievably guilty in an instant. Yeah. And then you've got uh, D- Detective Dennis Smith. Who looks like um, Hank from Breaking, Breaking Bad? Bad. Yeah, mate, he looks like he can handle a few cases. Do you know what I mean? He looks like he's been around the block a few times. Yeah, and he wants the mother of Debbie, I believe it is, to exhume the sign a petition to exhume the body, oh, so God. they can get yeah. handprints from that. And that again, she says, "Okay, I will, as long as I can go with you and I can hug my daughter one last time." They go in the morning without telling her and take the body. So she's like. She spirals, she goes off, and she gets a thing for drink driving throughout yeah. the night. She's just gunning down the highway, smashing cold ones. Yeah. See, I, I get why they did that, because I, if, I was that, if I was the copper, I would have been, right, I'll take the stick, let's just let's, let's dig her up before the mum gets here, because we can't have the mum seeing her baby in any state of decay. Do you know what I mean? I'm like... I can't go through personal yeah, experience. Been... Like when I took my when my sister's baby died, and I, I I went in to go and check the baby to make sure it was sort of passable as a baby. Because when you're dead, you're not passable as a person, are you? Do you know what I mean? When you've had all the stuff. Five. So I went in and made sure the baby was looking like a baby before my sister walked in. Do you know what I mean? It was. Um, I, and I, I get that totally. I get that totally. Why the police yeah. done that? I think it was a good call by the police to do that, even though it didn't help her out. But I, I, I don't think it was a bad call. What what I would say is um, they just had to be honest with her. No, this is to capture your daughter's killer. Yeah. All right. I, I, and yeah, I, I think they, they would have had to stay, stay firm. But if, if she was stonewalling for weeks, maybe, and then this whole case is getting away from me, might do it again. Yeah. I'm not in that position. But, yeah. But then, yeah, she, she spoils out. She's been on antidepressants for like 35 years. And you just feel like, yep. Jesus. Like, even like the uh, her niece is like, the whole family's ripped apart now. The whole family is destroyed. Because yeah. of this one, like, we're only on episode two, so this could, somebody else could come out of the woodwork. Do you know what I mean? Do uh, d- you know what this episode like? It, it, it was as bleak as the first, but man, did it leave on a cliffhanger! Yeah. Like because it goes into then the trial for Williamson, yeah. and he ends up fucking flipping the table over. Oh my god! Yeah, it, that that's that's the bit that got me because she's sitting in here. Her that Debbie's mum, Peggy or Pepe, is sitting in there going, "Is is this is this how we threw my little baby around?" And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, that is, uh, that, that, but that, that's when I paused it and said to the missus, like, Jesus Christ, I don't think I could ever handle that. And, and it's just like, that doesn't look good to a jury either. Like, no. when you try, and it, 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 it seems to me, right, 
by the language of the judge, like that the table was fastened to the floor. So, because the judge went, uh, can the record reflect he attempted to flip the table? So you can imagine how angry that would have made. Like, fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Give us your file. (laughs) But then, if I was was innocent and I was being tried, I would flip out. Do you know what I mean? I tell you, when we do episode two, right, if you see footage of Ron Williamson in the interview room again, check out the size of that man's hands. Oh, my God, they're shovels, aren't they? They're like fucking catchers mitts themselves. No wonder he's minted fucking baseball. He had like Andre the Giant level size hands. Yeah, Yeah, they were massive. Yeah, and then they say they found a pubic hair, but again, I've what I, I, I'm kind of ruined for some of these. I've seen so many true crime documentaries doing this podcast yeah. and prior to it. So like they're going, so this is like 1984, and they said they found pubic hairs, and they said they were similar. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's 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 like Detective Dennis Smith going, are they both black? Yeah, great. Okay, they're same guy, same guy. Get him in there. <laughs> yeah, so that happened in '82, didn't it? And then they got arrested eighty four. Eighty four ish, yeah. yeah something around like, the time yeah. of the second murder. And then now I was gonna say surely he would have washed the washcloth before then. So like there would be no trace of it. But if he's living in the shed in his mum's I don't think he's too worried about you know, he's probably still got the towel and stuff that ain't never been washed, so <laughs> Because I know, like, when I'm on my own for a week, I use one towel, one, <laughs> one plate, and they just stay on the sides. They don't get washed up. I just reuse them again. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Blokes are fucking disgusting. That's, that's the fucking yeah. be all and end all of it. Uh, first year uni, uh, my mates were already in their second year because uh, Ricky had to do a few a few laps of college <laughs> to get the UCAS points up. One chair at a time. Um, so... <laughs> That's a reference. Sorry, that 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 that's just a reference because when we we gig together and have to set up a gig, that uh, Adams commented on how many chairs I move at once, <laughs> as opposed to Lenny from Mice of Men over there doing sixteen at a time putting us back. But so, uh, so I got up Manchester to visit my mates, and they're already in like their own flats as opposed to halls of residence. And now I, I brought, I think I bought like a Russell burger or something cheap and nasty to eat. And I went, where's the plates? And like, there must have been like some kind of apocalyptic fucking argument about mess. Because everyone had one plate each, one knife and fork <laughs> each. And it was there. <laughs> and it was up to them to look after theirs. And I'll never forget seeing me made Dom go under this fucking thing to pick out a plate. It's like, oh, there's some trust issues in this house. There's been a chat. <laughs> And then we hear, um, uh, so during the trial, we hear from Andrea Hardcastle, who had also been assaulted by Williamson and didn't come forward but testified in it. And that must have been probably the most damning testimony. Fair play to him, man, because that ain't easy. That's fucking brave. Because if he gets off, he's not moving house anytime fucking soon, is he? No. Like, she lived opposite him. He ain't got a lot going for him, has he? He lives in his shed. Where's he going to go? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, man, fair play to her. That was um, that was some courage right there. So Fitz was found guilty, uh, one vote off the death sentence. Ron was found 
guilty was he voted death uh, penalty yeah voted he was voted to die yeah so he he was sentenced to death Cuts to the cousin talking about everything that they had been through, the uh, her auntie having to be admitted to psychiatric help, and then says that Debbie was just collateral damage and it was all for nothing. Yeah. Because now it says 12 years later, which that scans with DNA testing if you go by making a murderer, that there's evidence to prove that these guys didn't do it and the episode fucking ends. I thought that, that's got me hooked now. Like, yeah. I want to know what the fuck happens of this. Yeah, so this is... Right, who's going to come out? Like... That Tommy Ward and uh, Carl Fontaine, they definitely did the first one. But, but I don't know. Do you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like thinking about it, they're drugged up. These two, I don't know what's going. These. So, so you think Tommy Ward's um, guilty from this? Mm-hmm. Oh mate, do you know the what? Ma- do you know the what? Martin, I, the Martin Luther King of uh, forced confessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a dream. <laughs> so good do you know what I don't know I actually I don't know like I've been thinking I've been thinking about it a lot and I keep changing my mind I'm gonna say this right because it did it did kind of stick with me right they're, they're, they're looking at pubes they don't know how to test for shit they're just looking at pubes and saying they're similar yeah. and that that stuck with me so 12 years later around mid 90s for DNA testing exonerees that that scans with a few documentaries I've seen here's two glaring things that I've seen all right that, I, that I'm picking up on and I want to see how this transgresses number one Detective Dennis Smith hasn't said fuck all in this documentary, right? They got one picture of him looking very yeah. fucking serious and yeah. a couple of those police officers, I don't know. I think they needed quick convictions or something. Well, that Dennis Smith as well, not only is he an Ada resident, but he has a daughter the same age as both of them girls who knew both of them girls. Yeah. So there's yeah. a personal there's a personal I forgot about that, there's a personal connection to it. Very personal connection to it. And then point number two, and I don't think this can be overstated enough. The documentary is called The Innocent Man. Yeah. Yeah, we say it's obvious, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mean to give any spoilers away, but if I, if I was to take a, a wild stab in the dark here, which that happens a bit too often in this documentary. Yeah. It's interesting to see what's, who's going to come out then. Uh, very much so, because 2017, Tommy Ward's still in the jail. Oh, my God. What if it is... The police detective. Because, oh shit! Because he be hasn't not it? heard nothing from him, like you say, and he knows the girls. That would be fucking mental um, if that is the case. I, I, I now that I've seen episode two, I'm looking for a rifling on to episode three. If you want to do that this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll watch them this week. Watch, uh, yeah, you're, free a, you're a night, aren't you? You, you? you can go do a night shift, watch that misery, then talk to me about it. I will not watch them at work, just for the record. <laughs> just, just, just for the record, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get, we'll get episode three. Mate, I am, uh, I'll probably watch episode three tonight. I don't think I can uh, wait another... Well, saying that, the uh, Netflix on my phone keeps messing up, so I'll have to watch it tomorrow. Uh, try your IPTV smartest thing. That might work. Oh, is it on there? Is it? Most stuff's yeah, on yeah. there. I'm still I'll waiting for Spider Man, but I'm refusing to pay for Spider Man. I went to see the fucking Eternals and got COVID. I'm not going there for <laughs> Spider Man as well. What did we watch? Uh, oh, we took, I took the uh, the kids and uh, the eldest daughter's boyfriend to go and watch Spider Man, but uh, they'd sold out, so we ended up watching Ghostbusters instead. 
probably the best best turn of events in the history of cinema. It was so good. Well, I don't know. I've heard Spider Man's really good. Spider Man is really good. You're not ready to see Spider Man yet. You're not up to date on it. Yeah, I'm not ready to see it. Uh, To be honest with you, the boy's dragging his heels about watching Endgame. We've had a few arguments about it, Ricky. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, it's, it's getting a bit more heated than the whole Spider-Man versus four Halloween costume. <laughs> Do you know you showed weakness by saying that something was cool? That was your yeah. issue. Yeah. You, you showed, if you're like, yeah, whatever, you can come watch it as much as you want. You jump straight on it. Now you're like, can we watch it? Like, oh, get away from us, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I'm glad I waited to watch all the Marvel films with him because I don't think I would have enjoyed them without him. Uh, yeah, they were mental. They were so good. Loved them. Uh, that's awesome. You need you need shit in common, man. Like you need you need a thing that you do together. Yeah, well, uh, he's got. Uh, oh, did I tell you, he's got. He's, he's eight, and he's just got his first girlfriend. <laughs> so he come home and he went, "Yeah, I've got I've got a crush on this girl, uh, and uh, she's got a crush on me as well." And I was like, "Oh, mate, right." When we get home, we'll, we'll practice. We'll run through what you're going to say to her tomorrow when you ask her out. It's like, yeah, cheers. That's <laughs> so we got home. And I was like, right, first of all, you've got to walk up to her and go, yo, what's happening, my darling? You all right? <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Like that. Right? Was going, you're a terrible was, parent. You know, going, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I was just laughing. I was going, because I really did to try and do it. And, uh, he couldn't do it. I said, right, just be yourself then. So he got someone else to ask her out and then his boyfriend, girlfriend. And he's, he's <laughs> a wacky and that. <laughs> That table's just getting bigger and bigger for you, like. Yeah, it's, um... Are you in your shed there? I'm in my shed, mate. I'm in my shed, <laughs> and I've, hold up, I've got a moustache, and I'm trying to grow like the back of my hair out to be a mullet. <laughs> do you know, what I, mean? so... do you know I, I, I do sometimes just let my hair grow in just a little bit to go. Oh, is Control Alt Delete work this time? Yeah. That nah, I'm still looking like Rafa Benitez. Oh, gee, mate, I tried to grow mine in uh, in the old lockdown. It got, I don't know, about inch and a half long. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't go through this again. I can't go I can't go looking in the mirror, weeping that my hair's going. I'm going to have to shave it off. Oh, I uh, I think I told you this on one of the other things we do. Like, I, I, for some reason, I'm just not a guy who looks in the mirror a lot. I don't. <laughs> I, 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 it, 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 it's a weird thing. We, we went, like, 12 months with only, like, a little mirror for brushing your fucking teeth in the kitchen, yeah. in the bathroom. Like, I, I, I just don't. And uh, I had to go and try out a suit for a funeral the other day, and uh, I prepared myself for the full length mirror. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I, I, I mentally like you're in, you're not in your best shape here. What? All right, this is not going to be good. Just, just put the shirt on quickly. Don't. Uh, you're fine. You're going to be all right. Get through it. What I hadn't prepared for is the mirror around the back, just to show how fucking bad my back is looking right now. Uh, and my girlfriend has like been asking me for like months, like, do you, do you use the loofah? I'm like, what the fuck is the loofah? Is that like a toilet? I thought the loofah was like a toilet brush that she yeah. just left in there for some gross reason. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah, I just got the shock of me. Life it was like a horror movie. Do you know when you look through like the, the bathroom mirror and someone's behind you? I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the loofah, mate. Uh, did I tell you about the, the gilet? Is it a gilet? The body warmer that horse riders wear? That might be. Is it called a I thought it was a razor. Yeah, that's what I said. Ma- you mean a Mac 3? Yeah, so someone said a Gillette, and I was like, no, 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 it's pronounced Gillette. <laughs> and they were like, you fucking idiot, it's a body warmer. I was like, 
Oh, Jesus. I, did, I knew I was common, but I didn't realise I was that common. <laughs> a, very, a very good All friend right. uh, ripped me about it. So I'll tell you about. I'll tell you his name when we're off, Ricky. In fact, you know about him anyway, so... Does he have a weird-sounding voice, by any chance? No, 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 no. It wasn't uh, uh, one of them gigs. It was another gig. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I like I like guessing these. Yeah. So, before me and Adam get into our very bitchy of the comedy circuit uh, rhetoric, <laughs> uh, first off, I want to apologise at how long it has taken to get this one done. Uh, this is for one of our best Patreon members. I'm looking forward to doing the rest. Uh, so we may give in on how long it takes what because I don't know if Ricky has to go back into quarantine. That's the exciting thing, Adam. Like cool. this is, yeah. And you you saw what that was like, chap man. Ricky's back on the fucking go, pick, picking the laptop up back up the the Hall of Fame of Championship Manager. <laughs> I, I just imagine you being like that thing on the bed in Blade when they come and you open the curtains. Ah, you be, you <laughs> oh no, the sausage roll crumbs are melting on my chest. <laughs> Rick, why are you taking 22 cups up with you? It's a trophy cabinet. I'm adding to it. <laughs> that photo you sent of the cups, I was crying. There was just so many. There was no need for that many cups. I don't think there's that many cups in a shop. Well, look, tensions are weighing, right? So I'm fully locked down. I'm in a room with an ensuite and a mattress like a crackhead, and I'm playing Chapman all day, right? I, my, my, my entertainment was football manager and phone calls of you to see how I was doing on football manager. <laughs> <laughs> and it started super well. Like, our last was fucking brilliant throughout it, but you could tell patience was starting to wane, so I went, fuck it, forget about it, just leave the cups in here. <laughs> Siren, make sure the kids lock all their rooms so you can go out in the back. Oh, when she went for her exercise. She could have 10 minutes of yard time a day. Put the yard, put the old purge siren on. Whole house went into lockdown. The dogs got locked away. The kids got locked away. It was like, me, you know, Mean Machine with uh, Vinnie Jones. It was like the Jason Statham character. You know what I mean? She's just walking through. No one could go near her. (laughs) The monk. That's what we should have called her, the monk. All right, so this is this is a, uh, just a little short one, but we've got episode three, four, five, and six, and maybe even a wrap up to come on Innocent Man. So thank you again to the Patreon member to suggest this one. You're awesome, and if you would like to hear any more Adam and Mo- Morrison and Rick rhetoric, fuck me sideways, and we've been pumping some shit out. So do you want to- so what 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 else have we got? since we're trying to monetize any hobby we oh, have. Jesus, uh, so. Number one is uh, Adam over here got a football manager job, an actual job as a football manager, and we have a podcast being released documenting the success of that, the highs, the lows of... Uh, can I say the name of the team? Yeah, say the name, man. Come on, you might as well. All right, so he, he's been appointed the manager of Southern Water FC in, in, this, in, in the County Kent uh, Management League, and I have fucking loved it. There's videos online if you check out what's your Instagram there, Adam. It's uh, Adam and comedy and uh, if on Facebook as well if you want to follow me on Facebook it's Adam Morrison comedy on Facebook as well alright so there's some so funny clips of that and then what we're doing is a seasonal one so there's a bunch of episodes each season so it's not like 
this one went up be weekly but uh yeah we've got a whole load to do that and uh since i got the new xbox for christmas and uh i i think i want to say a boxing day we first played each other on fifa yeah we thought we'd just have one quick game and now we are 90 seasons in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been Arsenal v Newcastle for, uh, I want to say, at least 450 matches at this point. Yeah, I mean, we've gone around the world two or three times, haven't we? Um, but I yeah, draw them, I mean, draw them in, draw them in. If you like Arsenal versus Newcastle and chats about decorating and uh, kid stuff, then uh, yeah, tune in. Check out the the Twitch stream, which is, I believe, called Rick versus Morrison. Yeah, um, or, yeah Rick versus Morrison on Twitch. This this was essential so that our loved ones didn't leave us because we've been f- four in the morning every fucking day playing. No, 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 it's no. Really... Rick, I, I tell her I go to bed at one. Don't say four in the morning. She will listen to this. Okay, <laughs> all right. Redacted time in the morning. I'll, I'll edit that. You're fine, buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, so we've got Twitch stream Rick versus Morrison, Adam Morrison, football manager. Check him out on Instagram. And as always, these are these are going to start becoming back to regular regularity, given that someone doesn't push a red button in fucking Moscow right now. So yeah, I hope you're all well, and uh, thank you very much for joining us, Adam. Thank you very uh, this much. This has been for a long me, wrap up. All right, I look forward to the next episode. You take it easy, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,